Welcome to the W2 Prison Break Show, a podcast and YouTube series hosted by real estate investor, author, and coach Brian O'Neill. Tune in each week as we interview business owners who have successfully planned and executed their W2 Prison Break. You'll hear their stories, learn about their challenges, and what ultimately pushed them over the edge and gave them the courage to break free. Most importantly, you'll discover they are not much different than you. Listen in each week as we give you useful insights and action items to start your W-2 prison break and get you on the path you were always meant to be on. Hey there, friend. Welcome back to another episode of the W-2 Prison Break Show. I say it every week, but I am super grateful that you take the time to tune in to my show every single week and support our mission to educate and inspire 1 million people to quit their W-2 jobs and start the business of their dreams. Super, super grateful. I cannot say it enough. I've been getting asked quite a bit, and I've asked myself about how do I get more exposure for my business, right? How do I get known? How do I get out there without necessarily, quote unquote, paying for it? And the theme that comes up or the common answer that comes up all the time is you got to rank on Google. You got to rank your website, SEO. I don't know really, I'm not a tech person. I'm a business owner, right? So I've largely ignored it for a long time. And that's a mistake. So there's people out there that can help you. There's services out there that can help you rank your website and get known and get in front of the right people. And this is not something to be taken lightly. So I brought on an expert today. His name is Brandon Lebowitz. And he has a business that's called SEO Optimizers, and he helps small and medium-sized businesses rank higher on Google. Companies that don't have these massive, huge budgets like Amazon, who can rank on the top of page one or, quite frankly, pay for it. So you're going to hear all about what SEO is. You're going to hear, as always, a W-2 prison break story because he started in W-2, built his business on the side, and got to the point where he was able to do this full-time. But you're also going to hear about how Brandon was able to build a successful business and who he helps and why SEO is super important. So let's just get right to the episode. Hey, Brandon, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be talking to you today. Thank you for having me on today. Yeah, definitely. We're going to talk about some cool stuff today about your business, about SEO, why it's important, who you help. We're going to get into all that. And I'm going to learn a lot too. So I'm looking forward to diving into that topic. But before we get there, I did just want to give the listeners some context, if you could, you haven't always been a business owner. Talk to us a little bit about what you were doing before you started your business in the W-2 world, and then you know maybe give us some insight as to why you decided to become a business owner, if you could. Well, I always had the entrepreneurial spirit. So in high school, started a skateboard clothing company and had that going for a while. But once I went to college, kind of focused more on school and not on the company, which I should have probably kept both going, but focused on my schooling, got my degree in business marketing and worked different jobs, like Domino's and just random jobs here and there. But after I graduated from college, got my degree in business marketing. And the first job I got out of school was helping a company out with their digital marketing and I didn't really know much about digital marketing. They said, don't worry, we don't know much either. We're going to take it to classes and workshops and learn alongside with you. And this is where I started helping them out with social media marketing, doing some paid ads, helping out with email marketing, doing search engine optimization, and just kind of realized that everything that I mentioned works to get traffic, but SEO is a way to get free traffic. And 
why spend money on paid ads when you can get free traffic? So this is back in 2007. I just kind of realized that everyone's probably going to also have a website in the future. And I should probably stick with this digital stuff. And ever since then, never looked back, worked at that company full time, worked it. And then they took me to seminars and workshops where I learned that I could find so I could work full time. And I could also go to like a local restaurant or lawyer or doctor, whatever it may be, and ask them if they wanted to get more visibility and exposure online. And we're not competing against, there's no conflict of interest. I'm not competing against my full-time company, which is a nice part. So as long as I'm not doing something that's competing with my full-time job, I'm able to pick up freelance clients here, there, and did that. And that's really what sparked my interest with the digital side of things is I could work full-time and I could also get a couple clients here and there and make some extra money. And doing that for a while over the years, was happy to just have the job after school, get a couple extra clients on the side. But after doing that for like five or 10 years, realized maybe I should focus on this a little bit more because I'm getting a bunch of clients and I'm working at different advertising agencies as a director of SEO, but before work or after work on my lunch breaks, I'm working on my own company and eventually built it up to where I was making more than I was making at this advertising agency and realized I should probably just quit my job and focus solely on this and been doing that ever since. Awesome. Okay. So a couple of questions to unpack there. So you were doing freelancing alongside of your W-2 job. How long were you doing that before you got to the point where you said my income from freelancing exceeded my W-2? About how long was that? That was probably about 10 years because the first few years, I wasn't really trying to push the business. I was just happy to have a job out of school and get an extra little bit of extra money here and there. So I wasn't working or focused solely on my company. I was just doing it as just some extra side income. And then after maybe seven or eight years into it, I said, let me really focus on it. And then after I really focused on it, after a few years, I was able to build it up to where I was able to quit my job. But initially, it was just, let me get a job out of school and make a little bit of extra side money. Yeah. Okay, great. So that's great insight. It took you seven to 10 years. But really, when you focused on it, it was about three years. When you got to the point where it's like, okay, this is giving me my full-time business and I'm leaving the W-2. Any like reservations or fears around making that move to the business full-time and leaving your job? I mean, it was a nice double dipping and working full-time, getting paid for that, and then also doing my own little side hustle and getting paid for that and having both incomes. So dropping one was the tough part, but I built it up where I was able to be pretty well established and not have to worry about losing clients or anything like that. So it's not like I just jumped ship right away once I got my first job. Then I would have been very hesitant and worried, but I built it up to the level that I was pretty comfortable with and wasn't an issue if I lost clients because things happened in 2020 where a lot of businesses had to shut down and I worked with a lot of local businesses that had to shut down and lost a lot of clients. So luckily I was okay because I didn't have all my eggs in one basket and had to enough clientele that I built up that I was pretty well established. But if I just jumped ship right away and then that happened, I probably would have been in trouble because lost a lot of business and a lot of them never even reopened. It's just trying to readjust your business model and adapt because you never know what's going to happen. So you always got to be ready and adaptive. Yeah. Sounds like you had a great plan. You're very strategic, which is awesome. And you were ready for any type of downturn. Yeah. COVID impacted a lot of people. So, okay. Great stuff there. All right. I love this topic of SEO, mainly because I don't know a lot about it. I know that it's important. I know that it exists, but maybe if you could give us maybe like just a high level explanation of what SEO is and why it's important, then I'll ask you some follow-up questions there. SEO is search engine optimization, which means ranking websites on Google. So when you search on Google, there's ads at the top. Those are all paid ads, but right below the ads are the organic listings. And SEO is about getting you in those 
free organic listing so you can capture that free traffic. And there's 10 websites that are listed on that first page of Google. And we're just trying to get you that free traffic so you're not spending money on paid ads. Okay. And then what would be some of the, and I always see that too. Every you search for something, you see somebody at the top. I typically don't search for the person at the top because I know they're paid to be there. And I look at maybe the top three or four. I mean, is this what most people are doing typically, Brandon? Everyone's different. So some people click on the ads, not knowing their ads. Some people skip over. Some people do different things. Everyone's different, but most people kind of know that the ads are at the top, but still they get those clicks. So Google is making a ton of money off of them. Yeah. So how do you help people? You're working with small to medium-sized businesses, correct? Typically? Yeah. Small, medium-sized and corporate. As long as you have a website and a viable product or service, that's all that matters because SEO, we're not trying to figure out how Google's working. It's who are your competitors? Who's on that first page of Google and how much SEO have they done? And if you're just selling t-shirts, it's going to be really tough to rank on Google because you're competing against big, big corporate websites like Amazon and Alibaba and Target and Walmart and Nordstrom's and if you're a small, medium-sized business, it's going to be really tough to compete against them. So as long as you have something that's more unique and niche about it, like maybe you sell children's organic bamboo clothing, stuff like that, that's going to be where it's feasible. Otherwise, you just have to have realistic expectations. And whoever's on that first page of Google for your keywords, those are your competitors. And if it's just a bunch of big corporate websites and you're a small mom-and-pop shop, it's going to be really tough to rank for it. It's doable. It's just going to take a lot of time to build you up and a lot of money to get you to the level because you got to think these corporate websites probably have teams of people doing SEO. And if you're just one person doing SEO, it's going to take you a long time to compete against 10 or 20 or however big that team is. Yeah. Okay. So you use the word and that makes sense too, which is maybe why a lot of the smaller to medium-sized businesses don't spend a lot of time on SEO. Would that be a fair assessment because they don't have the ability to compete? Yeah, or they just don't know the right keywords to target and they just think they want to rank for t-shirts when there's something more niche about them that's going to let me get them into people that are searching for the products that are have buyer intent. But it's all about just finding that unique thing that differentiates them. Got it. Oh, yeah. And that's what you help these business owners do, correct? Is find the keywords and the differentiators to rank higher. Find the keywords, but if there's nothing differentiating them, then there's not much I could do. If you're just selling t-shirts and there's nothing different about you, then can't really help out, but I'll give you advice saying maybe we should try to do it this angle or try to do something unique about it. But it's really on the business owner to find that unique aspect. And then for me to figure out what keywords are going to trigger people searching for that unique thing, get them to show up and get that buyer intent and get that sale and lead. Okay. Got it. Do you have maybe a couple of like tips or like if people are trying to do, you know, rank higher, like what are some of the things that you would look at? with a business to help them, you know, if they're on page like three or four, not any page at all, like what are some of the things that you're doing to help optimize to get them up to page one or close to it? We're working on putting keywords on their website. So going in the coding where Google looks and putting keywords in different places, because what we see and what Google sees is different. Google is just looking in the coding for you to put keywords in different places. One place that you could put keywords without coding is just adding more text to your website. The more text you have on every single page, the easier it is for search engines to read, understand, and know what keywords you're targeting. So that's one thing that everyone could do without needing to go or be tech savvy is just add more text. The more text you have, the easier it is for the search engines to know what keywords you're targeting and rank you for the correct keywords. But unfortunately, Google and search engines don't care what you put on the website because they don't trust anybody. So you have to build trust up. Yeah, get Google or any search engine to trust you because there's too many websites out there that they just look at you and they just don't believe you are who you say you are without you building trust up. And there's a lot of ways to build trust. 
One way is by getting what are called backlinks, getting other websites to talk about you. So a backlink is a clickable link from another website that points to yours. So if you're reading an article, let's say on the newyorktimes.com, and there it says Brandon Leibowitz, and you click on it, and it goes to my website, I'd be getting a backlink from the LA or newyorktimes.com. So the more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google gives to you, and then they look at those keywords on your website. But it doesn't work the other way around. Okay, that's awesome. So I've heard the term backlink used a lot, and I appreciate you just explaining it to me because I was always wondering, like, what does that mean? Because it doesn't sound exactly what the word says. It doesn't mean exactly what the word sounds like, right? So you're basically telling the listeners today, Brandon, that you got to speak Google's language, right? And a lot of us are not speaking Google's language. Is that correct? No, yeah, you got to make Google happy. And as long as you send Google the right trust signals and show them that you are trustworthy, authoritative, an expert in your field, then they're going to look at those keywords. But if you don't build that trust up, they're not going to look at your keywords on your website. Okay, very good. So more text, would the text also be related to the keywords or are you just saying just add more text period related to your business? No, it should be about keywords people are searching for or it should be about your business, but your business should have those keywords because if you're writing, if you're a dentist and you're writing about just random stuff, that's not going to do much good. But if you're a dentist and writing about stuff related to dentists, or teeth whitening, or how to clean your teeth, or anything that's related to what you're doing, that's what Google sees. If you're just throwing random text there, it's going to confuse the search engines, and it's going to do more harm than good. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So you gave an example there. Do you have maybe like a case study, like top of mind, or an example where you were able to take a business and get them ranked and you know just give us like a quick version of what you did and what the end result was to the business owner? Yeah, there's a website where they sell land online and help them get more visibility and exposure for all their listings and making sure that they all show up online when people search for different properties in different states and cities and make sure that all those pages have text on them, making sure that they have the right keywords in the right places. So going into the coding and optimizing like the title tag and the meta description and image alt tags and adding schema code and adding site maps and all this really technical stuff helps Google better read and understand that page and interlinking the pages together, start blogging more to keep the blog updated with relevant fresh content. That way Google sees that the website's still active and people are still posting there, which lets Google know that they're still in business because Google sometimes looks at a website and if you're not updating it, they're not going to think that you're still in business. So keeping that updated helped Google start trusting the website more. But without those backlinks, that didn't really matter much. So we had to start going out and doing a lot of content marketing and getting other websites to link out to that website by looking at competitors' backlinks and doing press releases and articles and blogs and just getting the word out as much as possible on niche-related sites. And once Google started seeing that they've been published on other sites, Google started trusting them a little bit more and started looking at those keywords on their website to figure out what keywords to start ranking them for and eventually got them to the first page of Google for their keywords. took a while because it was a hyper-competitive industry, but once you got to that first page of Google, then it's really that tougher part because that's where everyone is doing SEO and that's where you got to take it to the next level and do all these more technical little things like looking at how old the website is, getting site speed and looking at user experience, how people behave on your website and a lot of other more kind of technical issues. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. Blogging sounds like it's very important. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, blogging is good because it adds more content to your website because after you add all the pages on your website, there's only so many pages you could add. Then you're like, I added all these pages, what next? But a blog lets you add more pages and add more text and essentially rank for new variations of keywords that you wouldn't already be able to rank for without having that extra content on the website. 
Okay. Okay. So this example you just gave, which was great, roughly how long would something like that take to get to page one? It depends. So with them, it took about like eight or nine months. But if you're more established and have a lot of trust already, then Google will break you a lot quicker. If you're a brand new website, don't have any trust, it could take six months, it could take a year, it could take longer than that. That's why got analyze each website and see where you are versus competitors that we could figure out how to get you to level that you want to be at because it's not a one size fits all. It's let's figure out who your competitors are, what they've done and how we can do a better job of it. Yeah. Okay. And you help business owners with everything that you just mentioned? Yeah. Help them get that traffic so they can focus on their business and not worry about all this technical coding stuff and content marketing and articles, blogs, press releases, kind of take care of it all for them. Okay, great. Because this does sound like it would be a full-time or close to a full-time job or you'd need somebody on your staff to do this. Am I tracking with you correctly? It takes a decent amount of time. It's not just set it and forget it. You got to keep updating and maintaining it. So once you get to that first page of Google, your competitors are not going to be happy about that. So they're going to try to outrank you and it's kind of just a back and forth battle keeping those rankings. Okay. So it's ongoing. And then you're suggesting, you know, one of the things that I've heard you talk about was like, there's no need for you to run ads when you can do this organically. Could you speak a little bit more as to the pros and cons of running paid ads versus doing optimizing your Google for keywords? I would still run paid ads. They definitely work. It's just making sure you're making a positive return on ad spend. So you're putting in more money than you're making. As long as you're making more, then I would keep running those paid ads. They don't not work. It's just they get expensive. And once you stop running paid ads, you just disappear. So once you stop spending money, you're gone. With SEO, you stop doing SEO, you're not just going to disappear. So those would be the main differences is SEO is more long-term. Paid ads are more short-term. And there's a lot of different types of ads. Like people come to your website and they don't make a purchase. Like you on Amazon, you look at the product, you don't buy it. Those ads will follow you around. Those are called remarketing. Those work really well because on any website, half your traffic's going to leave without converting or would just leave immediately. So that bounce rate. And if you keep yourself top of mind, that's going to help build more trust for people because getting Google to trust you and rank you is tough enough. After you get Google to trust you, how do you get people to trust you once they go to your website? Because most of those people are going to hit that back button and not do what you want them to do. And keeping yourself top of mind is going to help hopefully get them to come back to your website and convert. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. This sounds like you need to be doing both kind of alongside of each other. And again, not stopping, right? You want to make sure you're optimizing for both. Brandon, tell us a little bit about where we can find more about your business. Number one, so I want to make sure we give those links. How can we find out more about you? So for everyone that wants to learn more, I created a special gift for them. If they go to my website at seooptimizers.com, that's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. And they can find my contact information there. And they can also see a bunch of classes I've done over the years that just step-by-step how to do this stuff. And they can watch those classes for free. And also, if they want to book some time on my calendar for free website analysis, I'm happy to check it out from an SEO point of view and see what's working, what's not working, and how to get them to the level that they want to be at. And they could book some time on my calendar for free is there there as well. Okay, perfect. I would encourage all of you to take advantage of that. For all of you who have a business or a side business, do you work? Now, you have experience with this because you did both on the side. You had your freelance business a long time, your W-2. Do you work with a lot of clients that are in a similar position that you were in when you were still working W-2, side business and trying to get out of their W-2? I have a decent amount of people that are doing that. Some are quit their job usually once they're ready to really push it and go for it. But some yeah. are just kind of in mode and just trying to figure out how to get the word out there and how to get people to find them. 
When it comes to SEO, Brandon, and everything that we're talking about today, what are maybe some of the common mistakes that you see people making as it relates to their website? I know you've touched on a couple of them, but I just want to make sure we're not missing everything. On backlinks and not knowing that backlinks are what ranks websites or building the wrong type of backlinks. And if you build the wrong type of backlinks, it's actually going to do more harm than good. But the backlinks are really tricky because not many people know or understand or really understand what they are and how to build them and build them in a safe way that's going to get them more trust from Google and not do any harm. Okay. You said the wrong type of backlinks. So what do you mean by the wrong backlinks? What would be an example of that? And anything that's not related to what you're doing. So you want sites that are related to what you're doing. That's a big part of Google's algorithm. And if you're selling like tennis shoes and you're getting backlinks from a casino, it's going to look a little strange. Like why is a casino linking to someone making tennis shoes? But if you're making tennis shoes and you're having other websites related to fashion, to clothing, it doesn't have to be other shoe companies. Anything somewhat related, that's what Google wants to see. So if you're a shoe company and you're getting like a dentist to link out to you, it doesn't really make sense. Like what's this dentist doing? Yeah. It's okay every once in a while. Maybe you made the dentist shoes, but if all your backlinks are coming from dentists, that's going to look a little strange. So you got to have relevancy. That's a big part of those. The backlinks is finding sites that are related to what you're doing. The more related it is, the better off it's going to be. But as long as it's somewhat related, that's all that matters to Google. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Regarding the backlinks and the other businesses that are mentioning you, is that something that you help? either clients do directly or something you identify like, hey, these are the types of companies that you should be trying to partner with or whatever to get these backlinks taken care of? No, I would take care of it for them. That way they can focus on the business and not worry about all this stuff because it takes a lot of time building relationships and getting websites to actually respond back to you or say yes. Okay. Well, that's a super important share there. So we're basically going to you as a business owner and you're taking it off our plate so that, as you say, we can focus on what we do, whether it's, you know, we're real estate investors or we're a dentist or whatever. We don't have time to dedicate towards optimizing our website. Yeah. So you can focus on the business and not worry about all this technical SEO stuff. Yeah. Quite frankly, it's too difficult. I wouldn't be able to do it. And I have people helping with all that stuff. I do what I do, which is a coach, a podcast host, and a real estate investor. So I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not. And I think a lot of the business owners out here might be pretending to be something they're not. So definitely get in touch with Brandon because he's going to be able to help you and take advantage of that free gift too on the call. I would highly encourage you to do that so you can at least see what's happening with your website, right? Yeah, that way I can kind of give them some guidance and give them some feedback about what's working, what's not working, and really how to get them to the level that they want to be at. Yeah, no, excellent. Brandon, this is good stuff. As we wrap up here, I want to give the website again, if you could, you give it because you did it so well. I want to make sure everybody takes advantage of the free gift in case they weren't able to write it down the first time. We will leave it in the show notes. So give the website again, please. Yeah, so it is seooptimizers.com. That's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. And they can find my contact information and a bunch of classes I've done over the years that I've thrown up for free so they can watch them anytime and see step-by-step how to do all the things that we've been talking about. And they can also book some time on my calendar there for a free website analysis. Excellent. Definitely do that. And anything I didn't ask you, Brandon, or any final thoughts that you had that you wanted to share with the listeners today? I really appreciate you being on. I would just say be patient with it all. SEO takes time. So don't get discouraged if you're not seeing immediate results. But as long as they keep sending the right signals to Google, they're going to start trusting you more and more. But just be patient with it. It does take time. Be patient. Words of wisdom that most of us don't listen to. Brandon, 
Thanks for spending some time with us today and teaching us this very valuable lesson. I appreciate you being on and everyone make it a great day. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the W2 Prison Break Show. Don't forget, you can watch all full episodes on our YouTube channel. Definitely check that out and please subscribe. Go to www.w2prisonbreak.com to learn more. If you like this show, please leave us a rating and review so we can continue to support you and the thousands of others planning their W-2 prison break. Here's to busting you out.